0: My name is Christina Gonzalez-Sander. This is Fernie. She, Hi, guys. Um, I don't know if you've heard of either of us before. If you haven't, we'll just do a little intro. Um, this is really funny because normally when I record conversations, I'm definitely not talking to 35 people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, whoa, it's weird. Uh, but mostly I'm looking at Fernie, so it's Okay. So I am the founder of Imbold Company, which is a community and digital storytelling platform for women of color to dive deeper into their identities and navigate the world. And so we have a weekly podcast and newsletter. And I'm really excited because Fernie was actually our first guest on the podcast, and it was so so much fun. I loved it. (laughs) It was really good. It was about um, your inner child and generational trauma.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Real deep. Um and so, and yeah, so I'm just really excited to have Fernie on. Um, everyone really loved her episode. And Fernie is a holistic therapist, yoga, and meditation teacher based here in Austin. And what I love about Fernie's work as a therapist is that she's weaving both the analytical and the spiritual in her approach. And I feel like that's how I am, right? I'm very like like I have um, my Oracle cards here. I'm going to pull one for us. <laughs> like I always Christina. Do. you have yours? <laughs> yes. Don't we all? <laughs> like I have them here. I almost forgot about them. Mm-hmm. But Bernie, do you have anything to add about who you are?
1: Um, I work exclusively with women and women identifying clients. Um, I usually work with uh, people in their 20s and 30s. <clears throat> so very, I mean, Christina's kind of like, my My ideal client, if we want to put <laughs> if we want to put sort of like an image to it the the career woman but who 's also trying to balance her life out with self care with spiritual care um, and investigate her emotional and mental health with a little bit more of a i mean you can call call it esoteric spiritual new age approach that just kind of takes into what I think a lot of women are drawn to this these days is like the the spiritual elements of meditation, of embodied practices, um, things like oracle cards, stuff like that. And for me, it's sort of like offering them a chance to explore with that, taking and taking that into account. I guess is the best way to say it. To make space for that as well, as well as talking through all the problems and doing all of that sort of juicy analysis as well. <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, Fernie. I've I've gone to Fernie for therapy before, so I can (laughs) attest that she's really great. And, um, and yeah, I mean, as you all know, today we're talking about moving past fear with compassion. And I think that we can all agree that the past couple of months have been weird as fuck. I don't, am I allowed to swear? Sorry. Um, but they've just been really weird. Like things are changing all the time. Okay. Thank you. more store friendly. Love it.
1: Swearing is therapeutic. I agree.
0: I agree. Yeah. I agree with Haley. (laughs) But yeah, you know, it's been, it's been weird as fuck. Like career, you know, we have like career stuff on top of your personal stuff on top of things changing all the time because of the pandemic on top of what's currently going on in, you know, our political climate here in the United States. Right. There's just a, a lot of shit going down all at once um and i think that we all have to acknowledge that that's what's going on so you know it's i feel like it's a little bit hard to behave how you normally would um with all of these things kind of floating up in the air bernie do you have anything <laughs> i
1: was like Sure, like yes no no i agree and i think that i mean i i'm 34 years old and never in my life have i experienced such like a contained phase of my life that has involved so many different things happening at once i mean most of us have lived through something radical but i i think that i've never experienced so many waves coming at once and i don't think that's by accident clearly i believe that that you know in the radical shakeup, sometimes it needs to happen in individuals lives but then also as a collective like we're kind of seeing that right now so i think it's for a purpose and for a reason but is it overwhelming? Is it stressful? Is it incredibly chaotic and hard to handle? Absolutely. 100%. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, yeah. I feel like I have to rest way more than I've ever been like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. I got to disengage from this. I got to like read a book and go outside or go on a walk. Um, and hopefully everyone that's on the call right now has been able to find something that is helping them get through through the day, right? Whether it's a walk or talking to your friends or something. Um, yes. To yeah. Walks, right. Oh my so gosh. Anything that involves
1: grounding is going to be really good, good. good. And nature is the best thing for them.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, before we kind of like jump in, I want to yes to the sleep. Yes to
1: everything. everyone. Does. Sleep is number one. Put that at the top of your list, y'all. Um, Taking more naps, anybody? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then all Uh, the vivid dreams happen, right? When we get our sleep now.
0: That's a a crazy
1: dreams nowadays.
0: It's, it is really crazy because I like what Franny said earlier, right? It's, um, it's not even just happening to everyone on an individual level. It's happening to everyone on this collective level and everyone's kind of seeing some of the same things, right? Everyone's talking about weird dreams and sleeping and restoring and, being scared and just and vacillating
1: all. between the emotions, like super extremely, like having a really, really good week, really, really good day. And then the next day it feels like you just got you know, hit by a bag of bricks, um, which is normal. Y'all I've been, I've been working so hard to sort of normalize that for all of my clients and for myself, that what we're experiencing, a natural consequence of that is this big vacillation of emotions and you know normalizing it doesn't make it any easier to handle but there's a lot of people saying like what's wrong with me that it, that it comes in these really extreme waves and there's nothing wrong with you you're having a perfectly human reaction to the amount of stress that is landing on our shoulders as a collective and then in our own individual lives which is what we're going to talk about like in your in your job and your in your relationship whatever it might be
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. and so I, what I want to do is pull an oracle card so if if um, y'all can see this so basically I pull uh, an oracle card before these types of conversations and and every day really it just helps ground me gives me something to think about as I move throughout my day so they say words like forgive or intuition and so I'm just gonna shuffle these And actually, Fernie, since we're doing this together, and you already know what I'm going to ask you, but will you tell me when to stop? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Stop. Okay. All right. So this is pretty fitting. It's purpose. Can everyone see? Mm -hmm. Which is great, since we're talking about job stuff. Yay. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm just going to read this to y'all and kind of explain what it is. So... Purpose. Where are you ready to expand? What new things can you try? What do you feel excited about, excited to learn, and to share? Whatever it is, take the first step toward it with open arms. Expansive growth and new opportunities await you.
1: Wow, that couldn't have been more, <laughs>
0: more appropriate.
1: No, um, I love it. Yes, it is super appropriate i want a, I want a, a little recognition to the chat the panic yeah, attacks yeah. and calm, the crazy insomnia. Yes, that's kind of a good example of of what I meant, the the big worry, and then you sort of purge it and then and then you feel calm again. So yes, Beth, I, I understand what you're saying, and I think that's a pretty common symptom of the emotional sort of waves that I was talking about. Oh yeah, no, I feel mm-hmm. I'
0: I'm there. I'm like, I feel you, Beth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all the emotions.: Yeah, Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, everyone that I've talked to is feeling pretty much on the same in the same vein. Um, but to kind of talk about moving past fear, right? um uh, Vernie and I talked about kind of explaining from our personal standpoints um, us experiencing fear and how you know we move past that, especially in the in the career aspect so. Full-time, I, I work at a company called Party at the Moon Tower. It's an event rental company. And so as everyone can maybe assume, uh, events are definitely not really happening in real life right now. So people don't necessarily need furniture. Um, and so during the day, I do that. That's like my full-time job. And then I have Inbold Company, which I'm, which I'm trying to start. So it's basically like two full-time jobs at once. Really fun. Um, and I wanna to speak to my, my full-time job in particular because that one was really hit hard with, with the pandemic. Um, and I think a lot of people that are in this conversation right now might feel similar to if they're maybe in the event industry or some other industry that was like, just knocked really hard. And so our team is pretty small. It's my boss, myself, and um, one other girl that we had hired. She's a coordinator. And, you know, we're all prepping for South By, getting really excited. We're like, oh man, this is gonna be like our best year yet. It's gonna be amazing. Like, so excited. And then all of a sudden, like slowly, right? Like one by one, it was like, people were calling about canceling people were calling about wanting their money back. And I've never had to deal with anything like that. And it was, I would say from a, from an event standpoint, it was like pretty traumatizing, right? It's like every five seconds, someone's asking you, I want my money back. I want to cancel like all these companies that were coming into South by our company's just like losing money. And I'm, I'm technically I'm in sales. So I make commission off of it. And I had all these like, big plans, to use my commission money, to invest it into imbold and, you know, at the beginning when when all the shit hits the fan, all I really wanted to do was just be at home and pretty much ignore all of the phone calls that I was getting, which I can't really do because I had to, to talk to people. Um, but that's kind of where I was personally, um, and it, you know, there... For me, there comes a certain point where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not able to move or like do anything. Like I just, like I just like get very stagnant and then I'm like, okay, I can't do that anymore. And I have like, I have to do something. Like I have to do one thing. And what really helped me in that regard was talking to other people in the event industry. So like everyone's been saying like, oh, I'm so glad that that's a relief to hear that it's coming, or I'm so happy to hear that you're going through the same thing too. There is something that's really therapeutic for me to be able to talk to other people about what's going on. Um, Sharing that experience together is something that's always really helped me, like whether you talk to a friend or somebody else. And so that's just one example of how how you can move. Like, For me, at least, the more I can talk about it, the easier it
1: becomes for me to to face things. I agree. I think that one of the best um, resources I've created for myself recently to deal with any sort of job stress, but especially like the one that we're all going through right now with sort of having to pivot in a million different directions because of COVID, is having women in your field to talk to even if it's just to vent to them, but, but obviously what comes from that is the ability to share like your, the, the pain that both of you are going through and, and normalizing it and, and maybe even, you know, brainstorming a way to, to shift out of it. But I a hundred percent agree with that. I think that for me, one of the best resources that I've found is also having, um, women to speak to who are doing something similar than I am. hmm
0: mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, it, yeah, it's just easier when you can share your experiences. Oh, yeah. Fernie, just just Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is.
1: Thank you. It's a shirt, actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I mean, have have I know that we're going to get into a Q&A, but I was like, if everyone can like speak up if they feel like that's something that's been, been working and definitely share something else that's been working. We're going to talk about it a little bit, too. Well, Fernie, have, what else has been helping you? And do you have an example that you can share? that's different in terms of how you're moving past fear in terms of career stuff right now? I know you had to shift.
1: Yes. Um, so before COVID happened and quarantine happened, I was a sort of a regular sort of private practice therapist, had her office, um, which Christine has been to a couple of times, um, and just working out of there. And as soon as the quarantine sort of got, it became, I didn't wait for it to sort of become like rigid. I could already feel that people were getting a little scared and a little um, like hesitant to do things in person anymore. So I just shifted everybody online. Um, And luckily I was already seeing a lot of women online already because I see women that live outside of Austin as well. So I didn't have to learn a new platform and I didn't have to learn anything of of like – software that I've never used before or whatever or or feel uncomfortable shifting in that direction because I was already doing it but it was like a quick okay how do we tell everybody how do we check in with everybody to make sure that they know how to use the the platform that I was using to make sure that they feel comfortable with it Um, so the first thing I did was just shift everybody online and I got very lucky and I think it speaks to the wonderful clients that I have that I got no resistance. Everybody was super open to it and they were able to, you know, figure out the online uh, version of it really easily. Um, so I didn't lose clients from it, luckily, and I didn't get a lot of pushback from it. But it was definitely a brand new experience for me as a therapist and it was completely different. Like the it, it still felt really good and I've gotten I'm I'm pleasantly surprised from how online therapy has been going because I feel like it's just as powerful. <clears throat> But I had to continue to sort of set and rearrange my boundaries with work because it's very different to see, I don't know, five, six people a day in person, in your office, your comfortable chair, your comfortable couch, to sitting at this little desk in my bedroom and staring at a screen for, you know, four or five hours straight. And so I very quickly realized that that just bringing them online wasn't the only thing I needed to change. I needed to change how many clients I saw in a row. Um, you know, how long I was working without breaks, uh, the chair that I was sitting in, like all of these different things. So those were the first things to pivot. And as I continue to figure out like what the best way of me showing up in this space for my clients was, I continued to shift. And so I needed to change my hours, the amount of clients I saw every day. And I think to sum it up, for me, I had to take like a very, Honest look at the way that I was working before, and completely reevaluate because it wasn't sustainable anymore. If it was going to be online, because it's you know much more draining. Actually, you would think it was the opposite. You think in person is 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 more draining, but it's actually not. Staring at that screen all day and sort of sitting here was way more draining on my body and on my brain. So Mm. I had to pivot a lot of the way that I was uh, doing therapy, the number of clients I saw, the amount of work I was doing in a day which then leads into the self-care piece, which is, for me, a big, huge part of how to handle the career pivots that we may be experiencing. Like, you can't pivot intelligently if your brain and your body are just, like, completely out of whack, right?
0: Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's it's a lot all at once, right? If you, you know, depending on where you're at in your career, if you maybe you just graduated, maybe you have a business or you work somewhere, right? Like if you own a business and it's small, if you have a small business, whether you're a freelancer or whatever, right? You have to do all of that shifting all by yourself. And then it becomes a lot. If you're working somewhere from home now, right? Your, your work situation has changed. There's a a new, like you have to start creating different boundaries, not only for who you work
1: with, but for yourself, but for yourself. And I think the, for yourself ones are like, but they, they, they should be prioritized because then you don't, you know, as we all know, like, if you're not taking care of yourself, the way that you show up in the world is going to be severely affected. So for me, it had to be that first. Like I had to evaluate my energy levels and the way that I was working and the amount that I was working And then, you know, once those boundaries were set with myself, I could then set the work boundaries, which, you know, is the hours and what you tell your clients and how you shift your prices or the days of the week that you're working or all of these sorts of little ways that then we can begin to implement the work boundaries. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How's,
0: I'm going to ask the chat uh, while I'm asking the people to respond in the chat. I was like, have people had to kind of reform a lot of their boundaries? right now regardless of where you are career-wise i'm just curious to see like how
1: everyone's feeling about that mm-hmm. um, and everyone can Or if they've noticed the difference between online work and in-person work and how either more or less draining it is yeah i'm like cuz you know everyone's talking about zoom fatigue
2: yes so,
0: <laughs> i i just want to i'm i'm curious to see like what people are are thinking yeah <laughs> Here, H- Haley sent a question. Oh, yeah, let's see. The last few months have made it super clear that having a consistent self-care practice is really important, but building new habits in the face of constant stressors is so hard. Any advice for building habits within this weird, difficult context?
1: Ooh, yeah. Do you want to answer? I have How much time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, I'm the self-care, like... I can get on my soapbox about self-care. Um, I'll say a little bit, Christina, if, and then if you want to sort of uh, chime in to whatever. Um, for me, don't overwhelm yourself with all of them. I know that it's so tempting to want to do all of the things because all of the things are beautiful and nice, like the meditation and the yoga and the breath work and the this and the that. and the <clears throat> There's so much. I think if you compare it down to the two, maybe three things That you really love, that you already resonate with, and that you know ground you and make you feel better and make you sort of, you know, feet back on the earth. My brain isn't, you know, spewing a bunch of craziness anymore. Then go with that first. So for me, for example, it's definitely meditation and it's definitely any sort of like self contemplation, whether that's uh, therapy, whether that's journaling, just like making time for me to be like, okay, Fernie, what's going on with you? and then do those things every single day and if you want to get sort of really like type a about it which i'm a virgo rising so hi um that schedule it into your google calendar so it's a no fuss like you know when you're arriving to your meditation cushion you know when you're arriving to your journal practice you could set 15 minutes for writing whatever it is a reminder on your phone Make it clear so that you know when you're showing up every single day and it becomes a little bit of a non-negotiable. Obviously, building habits is going to come with resistance. That's super normal. But the easier you make it for yourself to come to the habit, the easier it'll be for you. So setting alarms, scheduling it on your phone, picking the things that you already enjoy, putting your yoga mat, or your meditation cushion right next to your bed so you do it first thing when you wake up. The easier you can flow into the practice, the easier it's going to be for you to show up every single day. Mm -hmm. that's my advice on that
0: yes no I agree um oh I'm loving some of the things that are happening in the chat and I'm gonna get to them but something else too that's really that I think could be helpful um I don't know how many people use planners um I can't (laughs) love love my planner love my my gcal uh but I have like this habit tracker at the bottom of my planner and it says like you can write it in and then I check mark it every single day I'm like if I did it So, like a couple of self care things that I've implemented was meditation. Um, I think it helps bring me back into my brain and into my body when I meditate and just helps me think a little bit more about how I'm really feeling because I'm definitely the type of person that likes to do a lot of stuff and like keep going without stopping. Um, And that's been really important to figure out how to check in with myself. But also, I, I, I don't really like running, but I've been running. Um, in June, I started like a, I'm going to run one mile every day. <laughs> That's, That's like awesome. It. But it's, oh my gosh, y'all, it's so helpful. It's like, you get outside, you see some nature, you get some sun, and you're releasing endorphins, and it just makes me feel so much better. I don't time myself at all. I literally just, I know what the mile route is around my house, and I just run it, and then I go home. But that helps me mentally throughout the day. Um, but I think either creating a challenge or writing down a habit to, depending on the type of person that you are, it could also be something that's really helpful. But I don't know. if
1: people have tips <coughs> to share that. Um, I, I like this um, some of the tips that are coming in. setting a, a specific workspace. Yes, I have my desk with my plants. And my books, and it's always neat and organized, and I feel good arriving to it hundred percent yay to that. Um Sarah had a question about reaching out for support, even though you know everyone is going through a tough time.
2: Mm.
1: I want to be mindful of others' capacity and bandwidth plus I'm an introvert and hate bothering people, my nature, even friends. Um <clears throat> okay. Everyone feels this way not just the introverts i promise you i think we've all especially now are like should i reach out because they probably got their own shit going on what we do when we reach out to other people if we do it in a way that's not emotionally dumping um and but what i mean by that is like when you just call somebody you dump all their problems on them and then you're like okay bye <laughs> we never want to do that because it's not reciprocal it's a one-sided conversation and always leaves a person on the other side feeling drained and overwhelmed and kind of like a hurricane blew through and you know nobody asked them about anything um if you're reaching out to a friend for support i would say first and foremost start with the people who you already feel comfortable with who you don't have to like debate as much whether they'll hold space for you because they've made it clear for you in the past that they've held space for you before your best friend your sister your mom whoever start with those people and then i'd reach out and just say Hey, whenever you have some free time, I've been having a hard time and I just need somebody to talk about it with, let me know when you're free. And this way you're giving them the option. This is such a good thing. You know, Lydia, right? Christina, my friend, Lydia Giorgira. We do this thing where we always first ask if the person has space and time to hear out what they need to vent about. And Mm -hmm. so you give the person this awesome chance to be like, I'll call you once I finish work and then we can chat. And they don't have to feel pressured to say yes to your request to hear them out. At all, so you can start with just that. You can do a little like, "Hey, I know you're really busy, but you know I've been struggling and having a hard time. Do you think that we can check in whenever you have a free moment?" Um, and then, you know, most people who are in your life in that capacity love you and they want to be there for you, right? Um, and we forget that because we sort of live in our perspective of like, "Oh, I'm burdening them." But what you're actually doing is opening a channel for them also to know that they can come to you whenever they're feeling burdened. And I doubt that you would sit in that position and be like, "Ugh, no, I don't want to carry their shit. Right. You would be like, of course I love them. I hope they come and talk to me. But that little tip of like checking in with somebody I think is so good because I'm sure you felt this Christina, like Monday, I had a great day. My friend calls me. I'm like, yes, sister, tell me everything I'm here for you. I want to hold all this space for you. And then Tuesday I had six clients I've gone to fight with my husband. My dog's been barking all day. And I just like, "Mm -mm, don't have the bandwidth today. today. And it can be a, you know, a a Monday to Tuesday difference. So for me, doing that little thing with my friends has become really nice because then they do it with me. And it's just created this very like now normal habit of like, first, let me check in. If you're good, do you have the time? Do you have the bandwidth? Mm -hmm. Um, And then if you do, great, we can sit down and we can plan to chat with one another
0: yes I agree with Bernie on that it's like um I feel like it it allows you to give the other person also the opportunity to say like hey I love you and I'm having a really shitty day can we talk tomorrow I would like love to be there for you that's what a lot of my friends and I have been doing too is like checking in like hey I can I talk to you about something and you're like okay like can I hold space for this person and I like you just gotta be supportive and compassionate to people in, this, in the time that they're reaching out, right? And so hopefully that's something that will help and you should let us know if that helps and see what people say. Um, yeah. I had that, that same conversation with um, some friends because we were like, you I'm feeling like, feeling real run down. Um, and also that means if you have a call scheduled with a friend, you can always change it. Yeah.
1: (laughs) That's another thing that those types of (laughs) that type of like normalizing that type of communication does that with, I mean, my close, close friends, I know that if we had planned to talk that evening, it's safe for me to be like, I can't do it today, babe. I need a, I need a night to myself, whatever. And I don't have to worry about them getting offended. And I know that they won't get offended because that is, that has already been normalized between us. I mean, if you're the one starting it, it might be a little bit more difficult, but I feel like there's always ways to award things where you're not, you know, you're not sounding insulting or cold or rude. Um, because everyone's been there. Everyone's been, you know, at the end of their day, just not having enough energy to take that phone call or whatever it is. Um, and so it's not a hard experience to understand. I, I don't think.
0: Yeah. And when you schedule, if you do schedule a call with some of your friends, you can just upfront be like, Hey, let's schedule a call for this day. But like, let's check in that that earlier, like maybe two hours before the call, and just see how everyone's feeling. If that's still like a good a good time, mm-hmm. and some people can meet or some people cannot, and you can always, you know, circle back with them again later. Mm-hmm. Just other other things to think about. Let's see. Hold on, I'm seeing. Hannah you know. has a question. Oh yeah, and this Q and A. Sorry, I'm looking at the other thing. <laughs> Do you have any advice on waiting during this time? <coughs> For context, I have to wait until September to know whether or not I'll have a job to return to. Mm -hmm. And I also have to wait until August to move out of my toxic living arrangement. I feel we're all in a space of waiting until fill in the blank
1: right now. What can I do to make the waiting less painful? Oh, Hannah, I'm sorry you're having to go through that. That sounds hard. Do you want to start, Christina, or do you?
0: Um. Yes, I was like, I know that the man toxic living arrangement. And fine, spending time waiting. Okay, I guess. Well, first, I don't know if you've thought of this. You might have already. So, is is there something that you've always wanted to do that you feel like might bring you a little bit more joy during this time? Hannah, you can reply in the in wherever in the chat too, um, and just kind of like. Let us know what you're thinking. That was where my mind went first. I was like, "Is there a way that you can create, especially if you're living in a toxic living arrangement, which that's your home, which is supposed to feel like a safe, safe place for you and peaceful? Yeah. But is there a way or something that you've always really wanted to do that can help give you a little bit of joy, or something that you can learn um, during this time?" That's That would be my thought. Fernie, what
1: do you think? Hannah says she's been trying to have things. Um, August, you're almost there, Hannah. (laughs) You're almost there, babe. It's so close. Um, I think that's a great idea. I think that oftentimes what happens when we're in a waiting space is that we forget that there's space to do other things in the meantime if we want to feel... Like we get up and we can go and do something. And, you know, I talk a lot about not burning ourselves out and not overworking, but there's also this, this really beautiful and nice aspect to feeling productive and feeling like you have purpose and feeling like you get to wake up and do everything, do something every day. Um, so I know that not having any of that can feel incredibly um, heavy because then you're like, you know, what am I doing with all of this open space, blank space? And you stop feeling that nice like burst of, of feel good energy when you're waking up to do everything. Um, I think that Christina's, as far as like the tangible Christina's on the mark with it, I would also suggest to see if there's something, one thing that you want to dive into deeper, that you want to learn about, that you want to read books about, that you want to spend time doing, that can help you feel like there's something that you look forward to doing every day. And oh, I I mean, would, sorry. Huh? I said, what about a Texas state park challenge? I literally made that. So you can't look it up. I'm just giving a suggestion. Um, And yeah. And and along with that, it's also a really good time to uh, also hone into the self-care practices and having some kind of routine in your day, even if it's really simple, even if it's, two, three things that you get to wake up and do and arrive to every day that aren't a job, that gives you that same sense of grounding that our like work schedule gives us. So like waking up at the same hour, doing your little meditation or making your cup of coffee, going and doing your exercise or your movement practice, coming back, reading that book about the thing that you want to learn about, calling your friend. Um, and then maybe, you know, doing whatever uh, action items make you feel like I'm, I'm taking a step forward towards the, the life that I want. Um, and no step is insignificant and even small little teeny tiny things like that will make a difference. Um, but also there's like this other part of me that's like the feminine part that says, we just have a natural inclination to resist open space and free time because of the programming of the society that we live in. We say it's unproductive, you know, we're sort of programmed to be workhorses, to fill all of our spaces, every little, like, hour block and the Google calendar needs to be filled with a different color to make us feel good about ourselves. And I also think that part of what the, the, the after effects of COVID are teaching us is surrendering to and embracing space and how beautiful and healing that can actually be for us as humans. So while that's not all of it, right? I think that for all of us, there is this little aspect of can I see if, can I check that my resistance to open space and more time is just a product of me feeling like my success and my worthiness as a human being has been like pinned to my job and my career. And how to start untangling that, right? How to say my worth isn't based on how much money is in my bank account or what my status is at work. My worth is based on me waking up every day and being a good human being to people in my life or whatever it is. And so sometimes I think that that's an element of it as well that we we can explore.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, And another tangible thing, I was like, you should totally do a a Texas State Park challenge since they're all open. Or... Barton Springs is open now. You can go like set. I'm thinking of other things that you can do to get out of the house. If you don't like who you live with, I've been in that position before. Sucks. You're almost there sister. You'll be there before you know it. (laughs) Yeah. Thinking of those things. And also if you, um, you could also do the artist way. I don't know if you've read that book before and that one has you take your, you take yourself out on like self dates basically which I think would also be something fun, especially right now while you have the time to to do the artist way, read the book, do the you can get the workbook. Um, I really liked that. And that might be, yay, yes. It would be like a really good way to again give yourself a challenge. I think if you're somebody that likes to do things and be productive, it like almost helps you move in that way. Yeah, you should totally do it. Do it. I have All of
1: it. y'all's advice on this chat is so good. I'm like, why are we the panelists? We should bring everyone on it's here. Like, it's All so of everyone on this, yeah, everyone on this is great. Um,
0: I'm trying to see what was. Um, okay, so we were answered this one dedicated. Oh,
1: on, I want to go back and see. Um, I think okay. the the point that we made that you started off with, Christina, the like mm-hmm. finding something to do. That was going to be one of the things that I mentioned anyway. I found that one of the ways that I keep feeling good, even in moments where things slow down, is educating myself on the on the topics that I'm like obsessed with and love. So like, um, obviously, all of us have been clued into some amazing anti-racism books and works. So having something always at your disposal to go to makes at least me makes me feel really good about Turning the wheels in a direction, even though I'm not like sitting and actually doing the work, I am doing the work personally, right? So whether that's a book or a podcast or a webinar or something educational that is in the field that you're really curious about and wanting to learn about, having those sort of as a daily like uh, like if you do it in the morning while you're taking a shower, you have the podcast playing in the background or you read the book. Um, do you know Natalia Benson, Christina, the astrologer? Yes, I do. She recommend she said somewhere that you know reading <clears throat> reading 10 pages a night before she goes to bed is like how she does it and it takes like 10 minutes and I started doing that because you know you have 20 books on your bookshelf and then you're like oh, I can't read anything. like if it's 10 pages before you go to sleep which literally takes about 15 minutes um that I've found that that's that's one way to keep me feeling like in line with a mm-hmm. being a productive human being but also there's something you you get excited to arrive to it because it's stuff that you want to learn about
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so and you're learning right so when you get to your job or when you're wanting to you know arrive at your workplace the next day or when that job comes you've learned all of this great stuff you know that you can implement in the job so like for me it's a bunch of therapy stuff a bunch of self-compassion stuff that kind of thing um I've found that to be a really good thing that I've added into my day in like little bits and pieces.
0: <clears throat> yeah, no, yeah. I think it's, a, a, it's an interesting time for some exploration that you, you don't normally get, get time to do. Um, yeah. I wanna, Andrea had something back, back here. Sorry, I'm just scrolling through chat. I've enjoyed taking the time or I've enjoyed the time to take care of myself while on employment while I'm on unemployment. So I'm scared to get back out there to look for freelance work once things get, um, start to open up a little bit more. Plus I just moved to a new city before COVID hit. Any tips for boosting confidence back up? Would you say, Andrea, could you respond? Like confidence in terms of like looking for freelance work or just like self-confidence? Looking for work. Okay. Karine,
1: do you have a it, thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, my first thing would be, what is she scared of happening? What is the fear around? Um, and I think that, you know, I'll speak while she answers that. Andrea, please uh, feel free to answer what what the actual fear is around. I'm scared that what'll happen when I get back on, you know, the the job market or whatever it is. Um, and I think that that will be the thread into figuring out how to find confidence in it. So I'm just probably thinking about it. I don't want to rush her into it. Um, but it's usually stories that we're telling ourselves about what will happen um, and buying into them, <laughs> which causes a lot of like that, then I'm not going to do anything about it. So if like the fear is, there's not enough jobs out there. And if I go look for a job, I won't find one. Then if I believe that thought, if I buy into that belief, then my actions are going to reflect it, which means I won't search on job posting sites. I'll, you know, won't reach out to people. I'll just sort of stay back because if I believe that they're not out there, why the hell would I look for them? Yeah. You won't be able to find work. Exactly. And so a lot of my clients have this fear and what I say to it is, and my, my yoga teacher actually said this in, in one of the things that she was speaking to during COVID is that our lives aren't on pause just because we're all at home. Like your life hasn't stopped. You're not on pause. Even if you know, your work is on pause or whatever, you aren't. And so there's, there's this belief that we have to sort of sit back because life isn't as, as it used to be and there's no more opportunities. And while certainly the amount of opportunities have lessened, um, what do we gain by just completely backing out of any sort of instigating action towards looking and and taking the risk of putting yourself out there, right? So usually you don't have much to lose if you put yourself out there because not putting yourself out there at all isn't going to get you any closer to finding something. But putting yourself out there, even if you get a bunch of no's, at least gives you the possibility that one of those might be a yes. Um, so for me, it's kind of like a belief thing. Like if I'm believing that there's no jobs out there, then I have to take a step back and say, well, what might that be causing me to do? You know, not post or not, or not look for jobs or not reach out to people in my field, mm-hmm. and then sort of seeing the uh, how that thought doesn't serve you. <clears throat> in what you're actually wanting to do, which is find a job.
0: Yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> I, I was like, Andre, does that, does that, does that help? It's, like,
1: it's a little digging into the belief that's perpetuating um, the resistance, right? And so what I always talk about is like aligned action versus like fear-based action. Like, oh, there's no jobs out there, so I'm not going to look anyway. That's a fear-based action because I'm scared if I look, I'll get nothing line is even though it's hard and the job market is scarce i want to be the type of woman that gets up every day and maybe for 10 20 minutes goes and looks for job sends out some emails and reaches out to her contact network that feels so much more aligned right like that's the stuff that makes me feel like okay that's an integrity that feels good for me to do so it's working past the fear enough so that you can get into the action that feels aligned rather than just buying into the belief that's like, there's no jobs out there, so I'm not going to do anything about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Which
1: that turns into a self-fulfilling prophecy, right?
0: Yes, I, I think so. I mean, <laughs> I'm like, yes, I agree. No, I'm sorry. I was just thinking about how, I, I like that you say like, can it just be 10 to 20 minutes? Mm-hmm. Like I think something that everyone has to remember is like, we know you're overwhelmed right now. And just a small amount of time consistently could help so much more, right? Like we don't want, I know that there's a lot of advice that we're giving out because we're answering everyone's questions. So just kind of zoning in on like one thing that you can do. Um, and, and for any, before, as we're, I feel like we're in a good place to maybe do the the, visual- the visualization. Yeah. I came and talked today. How, no? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like. I can't say that word today. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I think that might help maybe for the people that haven't been active in the chat. Think about one small thing that they can do.
1: Yes. What's the time, babe, just so I can be
0: aware? Um, we're at 1130. So you have, you have time. Um, technically
1: ends at noon. Okay, cool. So... All right, ladies, we're going to go into a visualization and nobody can see you. So if you want to get really comfortable, you can lay down, you can sit down. I prefer if there's some sort of support behind you so you don't have to worry about um, your back hurting or anything like that. So if you want to lay, if you want to find some pillows to support you behind you, anything that's just going to let your body be comfortable so you don't have to like fidget and move around and hold yourself up with too much effort. So I'll give you all sort of like a minute to settle in. And so what this visualization is gonna be is a meeting with another part of you, the part of you that knows that things are gonna be okay, that recognizes your value, your resiliency, your capacity. And we're gonna have a little discussion with that part of you. So when you get to your space, just go ahead and close your eyes. If closing your eyes does not feel comfortable for you for whatever reason, you can just lower the gaze to a neutral point. You can sort of stare at something in the room that's neutral. And as always, we start with taking a few deep breaths. So slowly inhale through your nose. And then open your mouth and let out a big sigh and we're going to try to make each one a little longer than the last breathing in nice and slow down into the lower belly and then that big sigh out again breathing in down 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 feel your lower belly expand soften and then that sigh out the mouth, clearing the space. Now you're going to keep going. And you're going to take a few more of these breaths. And then I want you to visualize with your mind's eye, with your imagination, that every time you inhale, you're inhaling this white light up into the dome of your, your skull and then clearing the space where your mind lives with the breath, like a sweep through of the breath through the skull. And then as you exhale, you send all of that out. So again, breathing in, you can visualize that white light coming up through the crown and then sweeping through the dome of the head and then going back out again as you exhale. And continuing to do that, seeing that visual in your mind, white light going in, sweeping through and then getting cleared out.
2: We'll do one more of those.
1: Sweep it through and then exhale letting it go. You're gonna keep your eyes closed. You're gonna to return to normal breathing. So now I want you to Fast forward 10 years in the future, and I want you to visualize you in 10 years, and she is successful financially, personally. She's thriving, and not just in the money sense. She is
2: deeply fulfilled with her career. She wakes up excited every morning to do what she gets to do. They get to come into their
1: office space or their workspace every morning and sit down and do exactly what they've always wanted to do. And it's okay if that's not clear. Just embody the feeling, what would it feel like if that was your Monday through
2: Friday? And then I want you to see where they get to work every day. Is it an office space? Is it her home or their home? Is it outdoors? Let your mind go fantasize. The most beautiful space that they've always wanted to work at. There's no right or wrong. And then see them in that space, doing what they love,
1: dressed the way that makes them feel happy. Their space is exactly the way that makes them feel happy.
2: The look on their face says that they're fulfilled.
1: just spend a little bit of time fleshing out the details of not just the scene, but of this future you. And then I want you to bring present day you into the visual. They might come in and sit down somewhere near your future self.
2: And have your future self approach them and sit near them.
1: And your future future self knows the struggles that you're experiencing because they lived them. They know how worried you are or confused or scared. They can sense your concern about the future. They know really well what your experience is, what your fears are. And so let your future self offer a kind gesture to your current self. Might be they place their hand on yours. They might give you a hug. And then let this 10 years in the future you, with her experience, with their lived experience, offer you advice
2: What do they have to say about the things that you're scared or worried about? What do they know now that you might not know in this moment? Listen to their words.
1: And know that they're speaking from a place of lived experience, from a wiser place, from the other side of the tunnel that you might be moving through right now. And after they're done sharing their words of advice or their compassionate response to your fear or your pain, you can take a moment to thank them. Can be a hug. Another affectionate gesture. And then see if they have any last thing to send you off with any last words. Taking one more moment to thank them, to acknowledge their wisdom,
2: carrying whatever message they offer to you in your heart, remembering what they said,
1: and then taking those clearing breaths that we took at the very beginning, just beginning to wipe the slate clean, letting go of the visuals, slowly letting go of the space where they worked, where you met with them, until you return to that clear mental space, the breath, white light drawing up, and then clearing it out, letting all of that go, knowing that the most important pieces of it have been integrated into your heart. And then when you're ready, you can take a few breaths before, you'll come all the way back and open your eyes. Coming back into this space, if y'all have something to write with, you can write down like verbatim in little quotes, what your future self said to you. So you remember those words. Put them on a sticky note, look at them every single day. (laughs) Put them on your bathroom mirror. Um, and then if you all don't mind sharing, I'd love to see what some of your future selves said to (laughs) y'all. You could open that up. Obviously, no pressure to answer if you don't feel comfortable.
0: Let's see what people say. For me, mine said, um,
2: just do mm. what you can.
0: Like, just do what you can. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's nice. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, for future self. hmm Does anything come up for anybody else? You have great worth outside of work and you
1: are more than are good more
0: at good it. enough. That's so sweet. Love that you can do it believe in you you have
1: the skills you will get there you will get where you want to be if you trust yourself trust yourself enough to take the risk love that keep moving keep creating keep teaching
0: my future self reminded me that I'm not where I was five years ago and I won't be where I am for long
1: oh yes so good um I might throw out a meditation recommendation. I actually did this this morning where he had me go through my whole life and and look at the, the challenges, but also the wins. And I had that same moment, Jane, where I was like, holy shit, I've come a long way, haven't I? And I forget that on a daily basis because I'm constantly looking at like the next thing to do. And when we actually spend a moment of reflection, you do, you're like, whoa, this Fernie is not the Fernie that existed one two three four years ago and I forget that all of the time
0: that's so funny I had I just had a conversation with my with one of my best friends from college and I was like dude every time I think about Christina in college (laughs) who was that (laughs) like what was going on but it is really interesting to look back at yourself and be like
1: oh okay Mm -hmm. Like it helps put things a little bit more into perspective. Mm-hmm. I think that someone that's something that everyone should do at one point. When I hit my Saturn return, which happens in your late twenties, early thirties, yeah, I did. A, <laughs> I did a whole. So I'm thirty. I'm about to be thirty four next week. Um, I did a whole intake of what happened during my Saturn return, which is kind of like twenty eight to like thirty thirty one,
3: and Here. just.
1: Yeah, just to be curious of like what was going on in my life at that time and um, what, did, you know, what challenges did I overcome, whatever. But one of the really nice side effects of taking that inventory is like sitting back and being like, holy crap, look at everything that I've done. It's a lot more than I remember doing, right? Um and one of the easy ways to do it, thank God for Google Calendar is I just went back in the years and was just looking at everything I was oh doing, gosh, the trips I, I did, the <laughs> trainings I did, the education I got, like all of that stuff. Um and it takes a little while, it takes probably like an afternoon, but oh my God, you go, you you know, you forget, you forget how much you've done and just get where you are today. And that that's you know, that's that's work that shouldn't be left forgotten. Um, because I know that every single person here and that I speak to in my work has done their, their best with what they can to get where they are today. Um, and we need to sort of stop buying into whatever Western society calls success, you know, a fat bank account, uh, you know, climbing up the ladder of whatever. And really ask ourselves like what do i define success as like is success that or is success being happy is it waking up excited to get to do what i do every day um is it feeling fulfilled is it helping people so yeah crystal says happy birthday thank you my love <laughs> and the saturn return ages are 28 to 30. Ish. And you can, yeah, you can Google it. There's plenty of resources out there. I'm not astrology expert. I just know that for most people, it lands between that age um, because Saturn takes about 30 years to come back to the spot where it was in your natal chart. That's what that means. Um, and then there's this big reckoning because Saturn's a planet of karma and of like righting your wrongs and learning lessons in this very intense way. They call it like the, the military general <laughs> of the Zodiac. So usually those years of our lives are, are, are full of very intense transformation, but for our own benefit, right? For us to get to like the next level of, of who we are. As someone currently in their Saturn return, I can tell you I'm getting my ass whooped. Right? <laughs> just me
0: personally.
1: It's all for the good of, of future yeah. Christina though. Yeah, I'm really excited to get that Christina. I'm over it. I'm over it. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it feels like. It just feels like a constant uh, trial on like um you needing to step up over and over and over again Mm
0: -hmm. crystal you can talk to me about it whenever yours is um but also she said create be authentic and take care of your physical and mental health yeah did anything else come up for anybody oh my gosh
3: oh crystal yeah
1: oh my god you must have that must have been the most transformative journey of your entire life. Yeah.
2: Oh my gosh. Mm. Can you see? Ah,
0: oh, new woman, congratulations. congratulations. Oh, so beautiful. Sorry, I'm just staring into this chat. I love it. I love the chat. So good.
1: And thank My you to all the own. other ladies who shared their future <laughs> self-talk.
3: <laughs> I was just going to save mine for the end. My future self just told me to trust that you're going to continue to be a better version of yourself. And that's kind of in line with what y'all were saying. Oh, Saturn returns. It really does. Like, it's so, I didn't notice while I was in it, but at the other side, I was like, it's almost like I forgot who I was before. Pretty interesting. Right. hmm I feel like that always happens. Miracle, baby. Cool. Well, I hope everyone's had a good morning. If you guys have anything else you want to talk about um, with our guests today, you can feel free to talk to them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, or with anyone from our team. And I think today will be a really good opportunity for people to connect with members of the community. And yeah, thank you guys so much for everything.
1: Thank you for having us. Um, this was so nice. Such a, such a great conversation.
0: Wow, oh it was really beautiful. I'm like... Oh, don't forget don't to like... listen to
3: the old company's podcast if you liked what you heard today.
0: Oh, that thank was you. Really to...
3: Yeah, you guys like, <laughs> managed that like a beautiful, fluid podcast. It was really, really nicely done.
1: Thank you. Um, I'm going to put any contact information just on the chat. Oh, if, yeah, yeah. If people want to find me.
0: Yeah, put it in. And then um, I can hear... I actually have, if you want, you should listen to Fernie's podcast. She talks a lot about your inner child. Um, And I think that that was something that was really helpful, but I will put my stuff in here too.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you all want to learn more about what I do or my approach or whatever, it's all on my website. And then Instagram is where I post any new offerings or things that I have coming up um, for y'all. So
3: yeah. And feel happy, birthday
1: Thank you, babe. I'm excited, (laughs) excited to be 34. It's such a random year. I'm like, okay,
3: (laughs) I am. It's the best. Ah, I'm excited, you're like in your 30s now. There's no turning back. Yeah,
1: I'm deep in them. Yeah, no turning (laughs) back now. Mm
3: -hmm. Thank you, ladies.
0: Yes, thank you, Fernie. I'm like, everyone, you can reach out to either of us if you have other questions or looking for other resources or, or whatever. We're open. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah thanks everyone thanks for being here. Kaya for for opening yes. our
3: bodies this morning.
0: Kaya, thank you. thank you. Yeah.
3: May your minds be as open for your mentorship session today. <laughs> cool. <True>. Thanks guys. around <laughs> if anyone has any questions, but thanks. Enjoy your day
0: thank you, everybody. Bye. Thank you everyone.
4: Um I'm just going to do some admin stuff as is my team mom role today um thank you again christina and fernie um you should everyone should also listen to the inbold company podcast i'm just gonna push that (laughs) again uh uh, christina your self promo we're gonna step it up (laughs) we're gonna step it up but please listen to the inbold company um podcast we're really proud to be a sponsor of that podcast um at bosses atx and um we had all these plans to like promote the podcast over the past couple of months that also got rewritten due to the pandemic. So it's just been like a whole couple months of rewriting and things. And, um, Christina, congrats. Congrats on launching a podcast in the pandemic too. You didn't speak to that in in the talk, but I just want to name that and put it out there. So definitely go listen to it, y'all. And if you're booked for a mentorship session, again, if you um, didn't get your contact info or you haven't connected to your mentor, please shoot us an email. Um, um, You should have my email, JP's email, or an email from the general inbox connecting you to folks. So that's just my admin for everybody. Um, I yeah, thank you so much again, Christina, Fernie, Amanda, Kaya, Um, again, please listen to the Inbold Company podcast <laughs> and uh, download. And uh, there's just so many amazing people on it, including Fernie. So.
0: And some of the mentors that are here today are also yeah. on it. And I was like, just uh, in case anyone wants to know if maybe
1: one of your mentors is on there, so yes, please go, go
0: look at it. Yeah,
1: and um, Christina's an amazing interviewer, just want to. Toot your horn a little bit even more. (laughs) Thanks, y'all. You're so nice.
2: That was so great. Thank you.
0: Yeah, I'm like, yes, please please listen to the podcast. Join the newsletter. um, Reach out. I I would love to hear what what y'all think. Um, It is great to get feedback so that I know what everyone's interested in. Um, But, yeah, hopefully we'll all talk soon. Thank you for to boss babes for, for having us on. This was really good. I loved it. Yay. Well, I'm like, I have a mentor session and um uh, at noon and I really have to pee. So I'm gonna go do
4: you
0: <laughs> <laughs> <I laughs> take <laughs> care of your body <laughs> girl.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for free, um Christina, Fernie, Amanda, Kaya. I'm gonna leave this open till noon just in case people have questions, but feel free to like log off and get your stuff. It's just so weird to like <laughs> Um, immediately, like, sever the Zoom reality and like, go back. <laughs> it's just such a weird thing to leave. So, we're just. Like, the- yeah, we'll leave this open for the next five minutes. I won't shut it off until noon, but leave as, leave as you please. Perfect.
0: <laughs> I know weird. You're like, Thank
3: eh. I'll-,
4: I'll turn off your What's videos like? to make it easy.
3: We have you, <laughs> we don't have you. Bye, everyone. Bye, <laughs> everyone, you guys. I